man, we, we were shocked because I was like, LL was this, this, and that. He was like, yeah, LL was cool. He used to run on steroids. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> damn it. I was like, damn, when I broke it down, we was listening back and forth. I was like, he's not. Bro, I'm playing that shit back for all. I put LL's twist on it. I said, son of a bitch, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right. They used to notoriously have battles yeah, and chase yeah, after each other, yeah, trying to be the best yeah, or whatever, you know. Yeah, but he, he is. He's running on steroids. Running on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> and LL, you know, it's not a bad thing. No, they it's both, not. They both had a pretty, not. Good, run, uh, pretty good run. Um, they ran the Empire. T- taking Run DMC back and forth. You, you take me back a little bit. Um, where did you... Uh, when you moved to Arizona, um, you were a teenager. What did you? Uh, who was your first white friend in Arizona? That was a big thing to do. Let me ask that to you. Who was your? Or who is? If not then, who is your go-to white friend? Um, do you have one? That's the first question. Oh, I have plenty of white friends. You had white friends in Detroit. You came to Arizona. There's a plethora of white people. I'm sure you yeah. picked out a, a few. Give us, give us your go-to white friend. I got plenty of white friends. Who's the best one? Let's give them a shout. The first out. one Let's give them a prize. Be, first one would be the only person I know wouldn't call me a nigger when he get mad at me. That's a pretty low bar. <laughs> I just want to say that's a pretty low bar hey, for white hey, people. But see, once I know this guy won't and, call me a nigger. What I mean, okay, what I mean I by that you. is you could Y'all smack a motherfucker in the nose and break his shit, and he's drunk plastic or whatever he on, he's still not going to call me a fucking nigger, wow. is my homie Jeff. Okay, shout out to Jeff. I have a homie named Jeff that, you know what I mean? Because of work, we don't get to talk to each other. And then there's my white homie, Nate. I got a white homie named Nate, Nick Sick. That's my guy right there. You know what I mean? But I I got a few. I I was a little shocked when Big Big Doobie said he had never encountered white people before he came here. I had one thought. I was like, wow, where is that place? I want to go. And then two, I had the thought of... um, you know, I thought Detroit was more integrated than that, I guess. I had this envision. People had told me. Depending on where you're at. People had told me when General Motors was thriving, right. a lot of black people came from the South and got good paying jobs True. for a change in Detroit. And it seemed like the people I experienced from Detroit, you can usually tell when people have experienced other cultures. When I run into white people, to me, it's painfully obvious whether they right. have ever hung out with black people or not. Yeah. And likewise, when I meet some black people, yeah. it can be obvious yeah. that they usually don't or do hang out with white right. people. Uh, Dave Chappelle is a good example of right. someone, a black man who seems like to me, he's had a healthy dose of actually hanging out with white people in his life. Yes. Um, so... Not that any of that matters. It's just, I feel it's interesting. I, I thought Detroit was more integrated because Richmond is very integrated. I grew up my whole life knowing and going to school with black people, Asian people. Uh, I felt it was always a positive and it helped me out in life. And I just had this vision. And I guess it's the inner city is is like a uh, dude was saying, very black. But maybe as you get out beyond the city, it's it's very integrated or very uh-huh. mixed. Help me to understand what's my right issue, or wrong about the way I think. First of all, like I like to explain my issue with that. I can only speak on Detroit from 1973 up to 1990. I only go back for funerals. 
Okay. Um, You've never been back since 1999. I go back for funerals. Right. I, I go back to visit. You know, understood. I'm not, I can't. I'm not running from there. And then, you know, no, I understand. I go back. No, I you know what I mean? But there's really no reason. I, right. Like, you like it here. You bury your drawers. You like it here. You look at my videos. I'm crying when I go to that motherfucker. It's nothing but pain there for me. Right. My mom died there. My dad was on heroin before he got saved. You know what I mean? From my best friend getting killed. All kind of crazy shit happening So it's like bad, bad feelings for me. Um, but with me, uh, I only remember black and white. White was usually the cops and the teachers. <laughs> shout, to, shout to Doobie's teachers. And That's then, why he counted two white people. And then teachers. the rest, the Arabs ran the stores. You know what I mean? The Arabs, the Chaldeans, they ran the stores. And there was a few black, a lot of black owned shops. You just had to know where to go. Um, but. See, y'all were ahead of us. We didn't have Arab uh, convenience store owners. Well, we had the until biggest until like Arab, 1993. We had the biggest Arab population, I think, still to this and day. Michigan does have it, a lot of Arab it population. It has the biggest Arab population in, in the So maybe United it started States. there. I, I remember going to D.C. in 1990 and noticing that it was all, uh, let's say, Middle Eastern descent. And see, people I'm used to seeing black folks running the store. And I didn't understand. I was like, that's weird. It was all Middle Eastern descent people yeah, running right. the stores. And then went back to Richmond, and two years later, that's how it was in Richmond. It just yeah, was spread out. But see, what that is is that they offer these grants for certain, you know, people sure. from certain to start businesses if you knew. And so black people never got those grants. Yeah, man, black we people never got those benefits. We won't even get reparations. If you're American citizen, and uh, you if you're kind of backdoored in as American citizen, they you feel, don't get the benefits. They feel you need you get. That when you get them food stamps, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, how America is. looks at America looks at uh, look how they do our vets. They look they look at that as as a benefit. Food stamps, yeah. Strugg- helping struggling people eat is not a benefit, and uh, it's unfortunate. And the way they do their vets is horrible. Yeah. I mean, the way we do our vets every day, yeah. vets are not getting proper medical treatment and killing themselves. Because of what they are led to do overseas that we don't even get to see. We don't even know what they're doing that's driving them crazy. And so it's a good point. More people need to look out for our vets. Nothing but bad times in Detroit. Tell me something positive about when you moved to Arizona. You moved to Arizona. You came from a lot of dark clouds in Detroit. No snow. The no snow was your biggest thing? Snow was an option in this motherfucker. Yeah, Yeah, but it's no snow. Uh, uh, the women are a lot no shot had no women out there because most of them are black I just feel like I ran through enough of those back then in my younger start rapping nah, started rapping uh, taking it serious um, when I started fucking with yoga about four years ago really? taking it serious but I've been rapping since I started beatboxing I, I feel like I've seen footage of you in a show that looked like it was a little older than four years ago when I, 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 I had a show, show back in 20 18, I mean 2008, uh, 2008. Right. So okay. I used to be with this group called D4C. Oh, okay. Right. Maybe that's the footage. Yeah, yeah. Young, okay. young Spider is my little brother. Shout out to Young Spider. Okay. You know what I mean? He messing, so everybody don't think he's my little brother, but I'm married to his sister. We've been married for like two I think that years. makes you his brother. Yeah. My yeah. Anyway. yeah he yeah. stayed in my house and ate my food. That nigga, my brother. Right. <laughs> you call him whatever you want because he stayed at your right. house and ate your like, food. Right. like, Young, get your ass in here, clean this shit up. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I've been rapping for a minute though. It's, but taking it serious is uh, when I came over here to the factory. Okay, and I sat back for a long time because I had to figure out what I wanted to really do. 
And uh, I actually have no desire to be famous, nor rich. You know what I mean? So it's really just about creative output. For you. Uh, it's really I have a luxury that I I didn't have. I have a luxury to get my kids that I didn't have. We didn't have videotapes of my mom dancing or my sure. Plus, my mom died in a house fire, so I, all that shit we lost anyway. Sure. Um, but now my kids can go back. If something happens to me, um, they can go back and look here. Yeah, I'm gone and see my videos and be like, "Oh, my dad was on some funny shit today, or he did this that day." You know, so it's it's like a lecture. Plus, people don't really rock with you until you're gone anyway. Unless you're doing some weird shit, you know what I mean, or doing every drug and all that shit. Uh, I'm not a party dude, uh, so I don't fit that category. So uh, what I'm really trying to do is make sure I have a good body of work so I can leave behind for my kids and my homies. That's wonderful. That's an incredible perspective. I've never heard anyone break it down. I don't desire for that reason. I ain't chasing shit. (laughs) Don't take this the wrong way, but you seem like... Uh, what I was told to be, what I was taught to be by my brother, a simple man. Yeah. So he finds joy, and, and not the way Yo might call you a simple man. He might have a different meaning. Yeah, he'd be like what, what I mean, <laughs> what, I, what I mean is a man that finds joy in life and doesn't want for things that cause him pain, or the, the need for things that you don't really need. A lot of time causes you pain. The want for things that you don't really need. I should uh, say, my mama died in the house fire. My mom died in the house fire when I was 14. Um, I was in the boys' home. My dad was on here. Um, my homie smiled my face for the nigga shot me. Um, That's heavy shit, man. Not really. Um, Let me stop you. It people, is what people it is. That, people that experience things don't sometimes... Recognize but, the weight of what they I, I seen a chick get an iron plugged in and <laughs> nigga stuck it on her face. And I, I'm sorry, I'd rather take the bullet to the door before I can motherfucker stick an iron on my face. You gotta be a cold motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? To penny, like, to penny a girl after we all watch Good Times. You gotta be a cold motherfucker man, in the I'm face. To tell you. We all saw Good Times. I cried yeah. when Penny got man, iron. And then it takes it. You got people bragging motherfuckers and shit. <laughs> so I can't. That's it can always be worse. I know you. you know I, I have uh, I have some friends that have been through some heavy shit, and I think it's a common thing with people that go through heavy shit is that you almost maybe it's a protective measure, maybe it's just uncomfortable you, that you don't want to dwell on it. I think it's it's easy for you to kind of downplay how heavy it is because of the heavy shit you've been through. Someone like me, yeah. you know, I could compare it to you. Maybe I would say. I had a house fire and I lost all my earthly possessions at right. 25. But I feel ashamed to even bring that up because losing... Shit, man, can you imagine losing your earthly possessions? Lo- but losing your mother, Charlie. I understand, but losing your mother... When God is gonna get you, he gonna come get you. Can, That's a different thing. Right in this interview, but see, uh, the thing about it is um, every moment is precious. The shit that I've seen in life taught me the things of the way that I believe. You know, and I talk about it in some of my music. Uh, my homie Delano ran away from the boys' home and thought he could sell rocks. And 22 shot him through the, the burglar bars and, and grabbed the motherfucking drugs out of his hand. You know what I mean? So uh, I tried selling drugs back in my day, but it was God's way of telling It never worked out for me. You know what I mean? It was, I took it as God's way of saying, the same for you. You know what I mean? So um, it's just the shit that you go through. If you're not paying attention, you'll be forced to repeat it. 
and the shit that I've been through, I don't want to be, I don't want to repeat it. You know what I mean? Um, because I've been through stuff where I had to repeat it. You know what I mean? So uh, with me, it's not so much. It could be seen as downplaying it, but it's acceptance of where shit is happening to some somebody else. I think it's very wise. Very wise words. I am not getting dragged down the street. Maybe inspiration for other people that are going through things that maybe are heavier. It's rough out here. It's rough. It's 2020. A lot of us are going through heavy things. I mean, you already brought up veterans and, you know, a lot of different aspects. It's not about me. People catching a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. It's a very refreshing aspect. You know, usually when I sit down and talk to rappers and performers, it's usually about me, you know. And, I don't give and a fuck about so me. it's a different perspective. Um, I'm gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to. Well, you've already, weed, you've already got your, you've already weed. got your house. You've got your own weed strain. Let's lighten the mood just for a minute. Let's talk about your for for a rapper who's not signed and probably not known nationally. You have your own marijuana strain. Yeah, I smoke that much weed. <laughs> well, you have a. I guess you have a. Uh, a friend or a journeyman uh, grower, someone uh, that uh, reached out to you or you reached out to them? Yeah, uh, somebody reached out to me. It was actually one of my dad's friends. He liked my song wide open. Mm-hmm. Great song, by the way. Uh, I played it since he, he said he would play it for his plants while he's doing his thing. And he said he turned purple and they had this different smell and everything. So That's incredible. He was like, man, and he asked me, he said, hey, man, what's your... Uh, what strains do you like? I got the name in like old school shit because he was older. And, you know, I'm an old school skunkhead. Okay. You know, so uh, there's nothing like, more that you know. You know when you're an old school skunk skunkhead when you ride down the highway and you smell an actual skunk that's been hit, <laughs> and the first thing that comes to your head is somebody got some reefer around. Yeah, right real shit, man. Somebody got that. And you shit. probably call it reefer because yeah, you're old. Yeah, like, yeah, you, real you, probably, shit. you know, you probably don't yeah. call it whatever the kids call it. You know, and that's incredible to me. That so the weed grew differently while listening to your music. Yeah, so he say he could have been saying that shit. It's yeah. a magnificent story. He so I would say go this with shit it just to gas my head. No, it's a magnificent yeah, story. He could have said that shit just gas turn my purple head. for change. Yeah, got darker. I think he, to yeah, he was like, yeah, it left this light side and went to the dark side. <laughs> no, but it was actually pretty good too. You know, so. So is that is there any plans to make that available in a real legal way, or is that kind of like you got to know somebody, know somebody well, kind of thing? For me, either way is fine. Uh, because I was taking cultivation classes and I failed uh, keeping it a hundred. It's science. It's it not is for everybody. In the fuck is. And I, I don't. People like say science. you know the funny thing. People said they legalize marijuana. Everybody can grow. I said, look, first of all. I don't think I can grow as fast as I smoke. Maybe I can, but I got a lot of other shit going on. I don't have a lot of time. Well, indoor you're playing God. And number two, I don't trust myself to be a scientist right. like these other scientists are sciencing. Yeah. I like how they science. I'd rather yeah. just support yeah. their science. Well, you go you know, ahead and do that. No, because they're obviously way ahead of the game, right. and I don't want to play catch up. Now, I will, I will guarantee I will grow a plant just to see what I can do and try. But I'm too. not going to spend hundreds of dollars on lights, and I'm not going to get my heart no. broken if well, that shit withers and dies. I'm just going to go thing. buy some weed. Here's the thing from what I'm learning. Uh, a lot of shit that people are really smoking is outdoor anyway. So to learn, like they had to teach me, say where you fucked up at, you didn't know outdoor first. Mm. So you have to learn outdoor first before you bring come in. Indoor. I mean, because they had me outdoor, but um, it, it was very strenuous. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm going to try it again. 
You got a very level head, very mature take on things. What no, is, I'm just acting right now. What is the? Are you just acting right now? <laughs> what is the? What What's the worst and the best parts of being a rapper in general, or specifically, however you want to address it? What is, in your experience? Um, <clears throat> you've been doing it a minute with yo. You got one more cough, sir. Oh, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> I'm just fucking. Nah, I got you. It's all good. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, bro. You cough on me. You know I don't give a damn. No. Why you keep? Why you go to? The- I'm just keeping. I'm just keeping the recording going, Charlie. Good. Don't worry about me. That's the worst parts of being a rapper. Dealing with yo. Is that on the worst side? Uh, none. Cause I do what the beat tell me to do. I don't never really give a fuck about what nobody likes or what they don't like. I'll give you an example. When I was a rapper, for me, it was hanging out in a room full of loud, drunk men. Is what? Yeah, no. Homo. Okay, that sounds weird, but no homo. I just I got beyond that. You know what, Swerve? You just woke me up to a real problem. <laughs> me, let's air this shit out. I don't, Charlie. As a grown ass man, is not coming in this studio unless we work. We're not getting no work done. I'm not coming. Unless we have a function or something like that. But we're not getting no work done. It's counterproductive for me. Well, hanging out in the studio can't be boring. Yeah, not well, I don't want to listen to the same old shit. I want to create something. Why we got all these artists here and we're not creating anything? Usually at the factory, that's what we do. Usually what we hear is like, fuck what you thinking? We just sat here and bam, that shit just popped up. You know, so usually what we hear, the factory produces music, so... And Music's like a spontaneous, a spontaneous good time. Like if you remember good times you had back in the day with some friends, and maybe you try to recreate a night and do things the same way, it never works out the same way. And I think. Music, when it's created organically, like you're right. speaking about, it's hard to recreate that kind of vibe. Facts. So, so uh, I think mean, it's a good thing. It's it's facts. Yeah. When, you, when you're trying too hard, first of all, you got to flow like water. You know, when you're trying, I do, like I said, I come in here and do Water's pressurized, right? Yeah. You got to flow you without the pressure. Flow like, right? Yeah, because sometimes that if you try to fight it, it's going to break your ass up <laughs> yeah. on them rapids. You know, so with me, I come in here do what the beat tell me to do, and I'm not gonna sit here and fight over that one song. I, I'm on to the next one. If that one ain't a hit, I'm gonna go to the next one. First of all, I don't pick hits; the people do. You know what I mean? So well, that's smart because trying to make a hit is can be really bad for a lot of people's creative process. Yeah, I'm just trying to. Make I think it. you gotta throw it all on the wall and yeah, pick I, out what looks good later, right? I don't want a hit. Leave me alone. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be on TMZ. And I'm sitting in my car masturbating, and these motherfuckers run up on me. Charlie Goo, you got Charlie Goo masturbating in his Jesus laptop. No, I don't know if I want to bring that up, but is that a regular? Um, yeah. Are you really worried about yeah, getting caught jerking off in your car? Yeah, while you was interviewing homeboy, I said, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest, uh, I'm getting older, so I'm taking Mega Man yeah. vitamins. No and, hair, and, you know, and Yeah, I am. No, I'm good. No, I don't need, I don't need nothing. If, uh, two Mega Man vitamins, I'm good for the day. Yeah, right. The only thing I need to do to get hard is this. I'm good. Thank <laughs> you, Lord. I never abuse myself. But like I said, Falling I'm oxygen, get cold, you know, I, yeah, Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, but I never abused myself. So as far as I ever went with weed, you know, I I have an ecstasy problem. You know what I mean? Uh, you stay away from it, or do you d- dibble and dabble every now and then? It called me. It still got my phone number, and it called me yeah. every now and then. Is it a special occasion? Um, Maybe you and the wife have a weekend away or something? Uh, want to, but the thing is, my son is on drugs. You know, my son is uh, on fentanyl. Mm-hmm. You know, he's dealing with it the best way he can. 
Uh, and I'm scared. It got me scared straight. So when they call me, I'll be like, damn, is that fentanyl? They are putting that shit in everything. Yeah, like real shit. They put in weed and everything. So yeah, they still call me and, uh, I'm an addict. I'm going to be an addict for life, but I used to sell them. I mean, not justifying it. But. Take a trip to Oregon. I think they're selling everything. We yeah, they say it made yeah. everything. Yeah. I'm good. I'm staying the fuck away from yeah. there. Yeah, yeah I'm you good. stay where your drawers. They got a point. Yeah, I'm, my drawers gonna hold me right back to that motherfucker. So uh, that's the main reason I like going to dispensary because as drugs, street drugs get crazier and crazier. I like going to a place where they tell me like this is just weed because right. I I've managed. To like you, I have I have dibbled in other things, dibbled and dabbled maybe here and there, but mainly it's just been uh, liquor and weed. Yeah, I'm in a party drugs. I mean, I can't do coke, can't afford that. Nose too big. Never did meth, crack, none. Love these teeth. Yeah. Um. You know, I sold crack. Nice teeth for an older man. All the side teeth and everything as well, ladies. I bought these. Oh, you bought them? Yeah, because I was in a. Accident a while back, but I paid like seven thousand for these. Oh, they they the implants, they the real joints. Yeah, yeah. I, I paid they don't come out at night. Yeah, it's I got these done at the Denzel. I'll put it on my my live because uh, they asked me, well, how do you want your teeth, Mister Urban? You know, I had a little bit of money in that. You know, I mean, insurance. So I said, you know what? You seen training day? You know what Denzel said? <laughs> oh, he shot me in the ass. So that's what I did. You know what I mean? They, <laughs> they can do that. I had they, no idea. Yes, they can bro, do they scanned them. They gave you Denzel teeth. Yes, they scanned yeah, them. Well. Motherfuckers said that's what I want. There you go. So that's why I ain't fighting nobody. You know, you try to run up on me. Plus, I'm about to be 48. You swing on me, I'm about to blow your goddamn head off. I'm sorry. Well, you got an investment in the grill. Yeah, you know? Well, yeah, you're not gonna knock my teeth is out. Have my debt. I beat you up, and then I walk with the black eye on my debt. My kids like, Dad, why you get beat up? Now? Uh, I'd rather just be in prison fighting case. You seem way too easy going for rap beef. Has anybody ever had a problem with Charlie Goo? I mean, to me, Charlie Goo, pardon the expression, you seem like, this is what people have called me before, you seem like an old shit. Uh, I you seem like an old soul that is not really concerned with uh, the rhythm of road most people deal with. I'm sure some people could call you names, you wouldn't give a fuck. I don't know. I don't, I, I, what, what bothers Charlie Goo? What gets I'm, at Charlie I'm a, uh I'm a pretty cool dude. The problem is, I, you know, I say shit um, that gets under people's skin. Some, some people don't like it, but most people really think about it. I've never lied to anyone. Um, and I say what I'm feeling. I, what I say doesn't influence anybody. shouldn't influence nobody. Uh, but rap beef, nah, um, because I'll have the shortest diss song ever. Be to come on, like, yo, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> nigga. Meet me at motherfucking Buckeye on 27th Avenue. Right, I'm going to beat right. your ass or you're going to beat mine. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. But I, I'm not going to go back and forth over it. I think that's kind of gay. Not not Nothing against the gays. You know what I mean? But I think it's kind of girl-like to sit up here and come in the studio and make a whole song about a dude. All these got an issue, call me. Because I'm a pretty cool dude. I'm not going to hurt you. You know what I mean? Unless you try to hurt me. But shit, call me, man. It's like rap beef. I ain't got time for that. I'm not homosexual. I'm not in that. I'm not gonna make no song about you. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. How are you? Um, I don't want to dwell on it too long because it's a heavy subject. And it's, very, right, cool. it's very close to. Pause. Don't ask it. Okay, go ahead. I, I remember what we're asking. Man. Cause I have all the shit. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> we, we roll it down though. Whatever, it down. whatever said now is on. All right, let's let's get back to oh, we were man. in a serious moment uh, <laughs> when we when we broke up for a break. We were in a serious moment. I just want to kind of deal with this so we can get past it uh, as much as we're going to. I know it's a, a serious spot in your life and your heart, um, and so we won't dwell on it. But I did want to ask just for the help of other people. 
what advice or insight could you give to other people? It's an epidemic just as much as COVID, especially with the fentanyl being introduced into all drugs. What, what advice could you give to other people out there that are dealing with loved ones and family members, you know, people that we want and keep and help in our life? What, what is your advice to deal with it when someone has a serious drug addiction? It's fallen, gone maybe beyond their control where they need some help. What is your advice, if any? Um, it's like raising kids. There is no rule book. For this. And it's I mean, no, it's, I don't, it, yeah, right, I don't mean that. I, I have no, children, I agree. I it's no say, one, it's no one general say, rule, but what I would say is the main thing is um, love them. Uh, you got to put that in God's hand. Yeah. Because you can't change anything. And when you really think about the basis of everything, uh, you can't change things that's out of your control. No matter how much you try to beat into your child or your loved one or your friend that, hey, man, you shouldn't be doing this, uh, you shouldn't be doing that. That's them, and they have to make that choice on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the hard part for us because we selfish. You know, we want you to be back how you was and all that, but oh, yeah. it, it, it's hard. Uh, but at the same time, only thing you could do is really love that person and pray for them because you can't change anything. Uh, my son is at home with me where I want him to be because if something happens to him out there on the streets, uh, I probably won't find out till later. You know what I mean? Uh, and then seeing my dad change his life. My dad was a big heroin addict. You know what I mean? The heroin, uh, I've, had, mean, I've had a friend that, that conquered heroin and got away from it day by day. He's doing it day by day. But uh, other than cigarettes, to me, is one of the harder drugs to get away when from. When I went back to bury my dad in 94, he had a king's funeral. Come to find out he got saved. He went back and got all his friends that he used to get high with and got them clean and sober, and they gave him his own Victory Outreach. Uh, he became a uh, director at Victory, Victory Outreach. So for me, like, uh, that's I mean, incredible. I didn't get to see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, you literally thought you were going back to, to his demise, and he had, he had changed. He, he really changed his life around. You know, and my, me and my sister always say, uh, God could change Charlie Gould because he's Charlie Gould. Right. Um, he could change anybody. And that's where my belief came in. Um, uh, though he believed in Jesus Christ, I don't know his name. I don't know the creator's name. I don't want to be calling you David and Jimmy and all that. Then I finally meet you and you be like, hey, bro, my name's Swerve. It's and important. Me, it's right? important. So I'm scared. You know, uh, Mr. Scenario, Captain Scenario. <laughs> so, you know, say guys, true name, <laughs> true name cannot be smoke, spoken by him. Right? Or if it is, it'll be disastrous. See, at the same time, we've been lied to so long. You don't know. I don't, I don't even trust that. I, don't, I got trust issues. I, don't, I mean, fuck, I just told you. My Could be named Frank. in my face before he shot me. I trust this thing. I'm taking him his money. You're going to shoot me. So I don't know. And I don't want that to be a flaw for me. Understood. You know, so I've been spending my forties trying to right my wrongs and fix things. But one thing I could tell somebody, you know, people are like, oh man, I will put them out. I'm like, bro, it's easy to say that when it's you know not your job. Not only that, when someone's sick, do you throw them out of the hospital? Right. Them, you, is it is that the answer anywhere right. else? If someone's a criminal, you just throw them back out on jail, out on the street. Bro, it could be you, you. You're supposed to be trying. To, these things are set up hospitals. Unfortunately, jails and prisons don't follow through on right. their commitment, but originally they were supposed to be rehabilitating people. You know, they're supposed right. to be helping people. Hospitals definitely supposed to be helping people. If people need help, 
Where else in life when people need help is throwing them out to the street the right, right. answer? It's Nowhere. Weird. I can't do that. I don't think it's ever the right answer. Well, I think it's a weak, I think it's a weakness of human being right. to separate. I don't want to deal with it. That's your yeah. issue. I don't want the inconvenience <clears throat> of dealing with your drug addiction. And see, with me, um, I see it as my payback. Because I've sold crack to pregnant mothers. I've sold crack and poison in my community. I've sold heroin before. Um, you don't get away scot-free. You know, no matter what you believe in, everything comes back to you. Everybody believes um, in what goes around. Comes this around. this is my same. payback. Everybody you know believes. So this, my son's going to be okay. First of all, because it's his life. When I die, I die by myself. We could die duct tape together. Don't. <laughs> when I die, I get judged. I have a many questions about right. that premise. You know what I'm saying? We can, we can kill each other without technically no, duct taping no, ourselves. Together. We can get a aspect of that. We, we, we can get carbon. All right, here we go. Scenario. Scenario. We can carbon monoxide poison, right? <laughs> and then the, the landlord come in here and be like, damn, I want to keep the studio up and around. Get some duct tape. Drag all these niggas. The big one. Put them out by yourself. And then take these little niggas up by themselves and drag them out. And then we're going to see the creator by ourselves. But anyway, Understood. what I'm saying is, I think. you know, that's on him because he's 24. Um, well, you, well, I did shit when I, I was 11 that I'm not proud of. A highlight might be that your father did conquer drug addiction. Well, that's not for everybody. That's not everybody's plan. Well, hopefully, hopefully, the, hopefully, I would hope if I were you, I would. I'm hoping even not. I'm hoping as me that your son has those genetics. Maybe has that strong will in him somewhere to when he's really ready to make a change. He'll make See, a change. I have an addictive nature. That's why I say I'm no better than him. But like I say, them thizzles. My phone ring because I think them thizzles was calling me right now. <laughs> I wanted to pop like three of them this weekend. So <laughs> what I do is I drink. Because uh, if I drink before I take an ecstasy pill, I'll start throwing up. Oh, so so drinking keeps you. I used to sell them, bro. I used to have like thirty thousand. I could say that statue. Now I used to have like thirty thousand in a motherfucker. Big so, pill guy. I, was, uh, I, I knew that some was guys. my thing. I'm a party dude. Me and my wife like bitches. Uh, mm. You know that's what we do. You know so that's what I did. But then when my wife went to prison for two and a half years, it was just me and my kids by myself. So I gave it up then. Mm. Though I have dipped and dabbled since then. You know, like I say, the motherfuckers call me every weekend. But what I do is I start stroking. I start writing. So I even shocked this nigga. I'm like, I'm glad oh, you I clarified that. Yes, term. I yeah. did. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm on point. Just the dude with the. See, you start. That's not. He started. Thank you. Thank you. Tough. I get But he got the air paper towels on right now. He got the air paper towels on right now. He want to take everything I say out of context. Prestos. Prestos. It's all good. Prestos out of the dough, please. Prestos. Those ain't it. Let's let's get on a lighter conversation. I feel like I feel like my wife is trying to. You say you 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 and your wife mess with other women. From time to time, special occasions, or is this a regular occurrence? I believe the Fifth Amendment, but yes. You'll get off on, you'll just yeah, dip off do. on that? No, I feel I like, I, I feel like my wife off. is trying to slow walk me into like a neighborhood swinger type situation. All right. She keeps bringing it up. She's got friends that are into it. She's trying to talk about the positives. Check this I out. feel like she's slow walking me into a situation. And I'm a, I'm a Capricorn. I'm a scenario guy, much like you, as you say. I feel like this is happening, not and I need name. to put a stop to it, but I'm not sure how. Do you have any advice? Check, uh, check this out. Let me be honest with you. And for everybody out there listening, <laughs> keeping it 100. 
How would you feel if you're forced to eat steak and potatoes your whole fucking life? I would there, like it, yeah. After a couple times. There's an allure of something. And then, you know, there's you have to taste something different. You have to spice up. Do I have to, though? Like, yes, I don't really think yes, I want you do, to. Though. Unless do you want to? somebody to fuck your woman. Ah, uh, yes. No, I don't want that. Like, yeah. Right. See, because here's the thing. Okay. Unless she wants somebody to knock you down. You know what I mean? She has to spice things up. Don't you want the slobbering <laughs> on your meat and all oh, that? COVID. Don't you want uh, that? I, I, I just right. full, and you full, so you understand the whole story. I was yeah. 45 years until I got married. So I had a lot of, I was a rapper, DJ. Uh, although I was blinded by not having any, say, let's say, G experience early on. I right. wasn't taught by... Uh, Ladies' men, I was right. taught by carpenters. So everything right. about yeah. ladies, I had to learn right here right. on my own forehead yeah. by myself. So it took me some time. But once I got there, I did okay in my 45 years. My right. wife has had very little experience. She married young. Her husband died. Yeah. She's only had a handful of men. I told her when we got together, I don't want you to miss out. I said, I'll give you one pass. I don't want to be there. I don't really even want to know about it. But if you take if you take one pass and go experiment, as long as you're safe, I won't. I won't break up with you over it. I, 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 I give you that. But I don't want to be involved. See, here's the thing: when I'm an older man, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna be real clear here, Jeanette. Yeah. Uh, to me, jerking off, masturbating, if you will, is somewhat like cheating, and it's enough for me because. I, hey, I'm out here in the scene. I see all these pretty little women running around tits and ass. Hell, we got a lot of tits just running around the studio yeah. over at Respect Underground right now. Yes, you do. Uh, all I see is their problems. Facts. And when I tell young guys this, they don't get it. That's they don't true. understand. But when I see these young women, these pretty women, especially these pretty young women, all I see is their problems. Preach. Their kids, their mother, their family, their ex-boyfriend. Their pH Their drug addictions. Their pH balance. <laughs> Bitch ain't brush uh, her teeth. She tell me her pH balance, but she let some nigga smoke blunts and shit, finger all damn day. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, me, I don't know. Here's See, my- so, so it's, it would, it's gonna be hard for me to interact with other women because I just see their problems. I feel like uh, I'm, and to be honest, I'm not attracted to a lot of women on a level uh, wanting to have sex with them. I'm you're, very picky in my nature. You're up in the wrong shit. Problems. First of all, help me out. Bring First me home, all, Charlie. Uh, help me out. Because, like uh, you said, I, I might have to do this for my wife right, as a good husband. Listen, okay, help me out. I've been through the cheating thing with my wife. I have twenty-five years of marriage. We've been through some shit. You know, um, y'all both have been. Uh, we we both cheated. We both, both been through. Right. We, we we both been fucked up. So you came you know to an mean? agreement. Uh, no, Sounds like it's not even that. Um, with me, I started to realize that hey, I would rather know. And be there and make this a fun event than not know and you doing this shit behind my back you know uh because one thing that drives a man crazy because i've been around real psychopaths real killers mm-hmm. uh one thing that drives a man crazy is not knowing we want to know everything the thoughts right yeah, the, or, or the thinking about what happened when you don't know most of these yeah. little dick dudes they'll sit back was he bigger than me did he right. did he do this better you know so they have that that drives them crazy but see, here's the other issue. Here's how you know if you can do this or if you're not. Right. That's have, what I have you know. ever said with your woman to watch for? Not yet. I'm worried. This is my, my how old are you? My biggest fear. Well, we've yeah. only been together a few years. You're childish we, as fuck. Maybe so. She watches porn. I watch porn. We just haven't done it together. What? 
We got a three-year-old. Oh. We got a 21-year-old. We got cock blockers all over the house. We hey. got problems. Hey, listen. We, yeah. we don't have a lot of sex. You got we got NyQuil. a lot of cock blockers. You got her mother NyQuil. lives with us. Excuse me, y'all. You got NyQuil. You got NyQuil. Rub a little hitting on the lip. <laughs> get the hammer. Rub a tassel. Get the stick. Like, night-night. <laughs> Uh, but we're no, working on it, Charlie. No, but see, at it. the same time, well, you know, you know what my main fear is. Your, I love this woman. I'm, right. She's the last it's vagina I want, but right. but I want her to be happy. And here's the thing: my wife would never cheat on me. I know this for right. a fact. She's a loyal Why person. Why would you do anything? But what she do would do is become maybe a little, uh, maybe a little irritable, or maybe or, a little resentful. You know, maybe she needs an extra half inch of cock sometimes. Uh, I don't know. I'm I don't to, know how I feel. Trying to figure that. it out. I'm just worried about if we're all in the same room and, and we're swinging together. Here's the way I'm I worried look. it'll be an uncomfortable moment where I want it to stop and it, I won't be able to stop it because that's some that's some I, I understand that's some like uh, that's some fucked up shit to be like I can't handle this guys everybody cut this right. shit out right Check now. Out. But I feel like I might get that feeling and I'm up. worried about getting that let feeling. Show if you could something. show me a picture, me I might not no, want to see no, it. No, let let me me <laughs> If you had a dollar yeah. in your hand, and yeah. you gave me a dollar and I gave you a dollar, that's fair exchange, no robbery. Right. Unless your dollar is fake. I'm with Juvenile. Let me fuck my... I'm going to fuck your bitch. You can fuck my... If it's fair exchange, you come understood, to that... Understood, listen, understood. If you come to that point... How do you know and trust the other me, guy won't be inappropriate? Why, but see, if you... What if you look over there and your wife's not enjoying it? Hold on. This what is, if you get confused and you think she's not enjoying it, but she really is enjoying see, it? You start a fight. Like, things are fucked up. Forever, you done fucked it up forever. Who are, at this who point. are you people? Like I don't, I've never been there. You Charlie. Tell obviously, no, I'm trying to listen, understand. I'm, I'm trying to explain there. it to you. I'm okay, please. To, see, I'm different than you, uh, than most people. Most people see the woman and they need the allure of a beautiful woman or nothing. First of all, the only woman I want is my wife. I agree. Uh, the only thing I want is her. So anything outside of that is a beautiful thing. You say pussy. See, I mumbled it. My dick get hard. I'm ready. Like, there's not going to be experience. I don't give a fuck if somebody happens. Never happened. I'm not into that. The motherfucker pull out a 10-footer. Hey, you give him a bulldozer, give me a shovel. Tell us to dig a hole. Right. At the end of the day, we're going to have a hold up. Most guys are big dicks. But see, if That's you can't, secret I'm if aware you can't of, I'm bring your wife, yeah. bring your little sister. It's fair exchange, no robbery. You got to walk around and look at this little bitch every day, too. You know what I'm talking about? I'm gonna get, for the internet, I will give you all a secret. A man with a big dick is like a pretty woman. They don't usually know how to fuck because they've never had to know how to fuck. Right. People like me had to learn everything on their forehead. We try hard. Yeah. Especially because I grew up uh, surrounded by black men who I was told every day had bigger cocks than me. And I only watched porn. I never, I didn't play sports. So the only uh, cocks I experienced were the ones in porn. And they were all pretty big. Yeah. So, you know, some of us have issues. That's not my issue. I'm little. I got little. That's not. I'm big, glad you're proud I'm, to say I'm that. I'm little. I got the ladies leave me alone. Stay out my handbox. My shit is little as hell. Leave me alone. So you ride on the stereotype. No. So you ride. Yeah. So you're just playing. Say it loud. Don't be quiet. I'm, say it loud. I'm, I'm, We're discussing married. it way too much at this point. For me. Ask my wife what I got. She'll tell you. I'm talking about. I mean, I can take this off. I'm a little above face, average unless it's above 80 degrees and I really see, like you. Who's looking at then another I might man's be able to, dick? Well, you know, like, well, I'll tell you that. Here's the secret to that. Who cares? You know who wrote up the averages? 
I don't care about none of that. A bunch of white guys, because they do care about it. That's yeah. who cares. Well, about why do they care? They are weird like that. They yeah. care about, I'm going to go out here and fuck with this bear in the woods. That bear is not fucking with Probably you. trying to figure out his dick size. Right. That's you know what I'm saying? I'm going to see where this booty hole is. Yeah, yeah, check yeah, his, yeah. Check yeah. his oil. You his know taint is three you inches know, bigger than right? a human taint. You know, well, why do we need to know that? I agree. See, here's the thing. Like, bitches will be like women. Bitches, women, lady, whatever. It's the same. No, I'm just saying, just for all generalism, because I want to get all oh, of them. Okay, okay. My mama, the queens, the my ladies, mama recipes, my grandma, right, right, you know, right. whatever. The queens, like, the ladies. Oh, his dick was little, girl. He was in a circus. Oh, no. um, they would be like, oh, he stunk and all this. But wait, hold on. First of all, you sucked it, right? Even if he just woke up and said, he put it in his mouth. He put it up in you. And I bet you, if you didn't nut, he did. He fucked. He don't care. Like, he doesn't care. Like, it's an elevator. Sometimes you're going, bam, you're going to hit seven. Most time you're going to hit snake eyes. You know what I mean? So, uh, me, I have no desire for nothing. Like, I don't care. First of all, I can fuck anybody I want to right here. If I want to have a threesome, bam, I'm going to use both hands. I want to hit I'm it in the ass, again. turn it the other way. You know what I mean? It's right like, here? I don't know. No, right <laughs> here. In these right. Hands. I was saying, right, because no. there's no girls. No, no, I can't do that. Let me ask you a question. I ain't, so, ain't so what happens? Sore, all right, this is, I've had friends. Let me try I need you. a beer, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, had, I've had friends that like have had threesomes that go well. And I've had friends that were honest with me and say, swerve all the time. Threesomes don't go well. They don't. They don't. Now, we had if you're swinging, dead on her feet. An eighteen-year-old that was dead on her feet. Mm-hmm. You mean hopefully not? She like she like Freddy Krueger, baby. I'm sorry, I gotta tell this, but it was like my birthday or something. And this chick, my uh, my wife, met her on the chat line because this is like all old shit. You sure, know what I mean? I'm, hey, I'm, statue of limitations. I got a house full of kids. Well, I right. got a house full of kids. Right. You know That's what my mean? excuse. So, it can't happen. I got right, you know. But see, we make that Mister Nasty time. Um, <laughs> no matter what the foiler is doing, or Apparently there's a dance with the, like, the, <laughs> like, the, the you know, the chick is just laying there, and I'm like, oh, you can't move. Like, you know, this first of all, your cookie still smell like pee. I don't like young girls. I, I'm mm. not into that. I'm in the air with those hair down there, and then it start moving away. So it's like ball pussy is like kid pussy. When I see it, it was like culture. Yeah, shock. I don't, I'm, I'm like you. It, uh, it was like culture shock for me. So I had to get used to it. And this all happened with my wife. You know what I mean? Fortunately, so. Um, but she was dead on her feet. She didn't know what to do until I made her know what to do. In no direction. I don't want that. I've heard Tim say that sometimes ladies need a little direction. Ladies, I don't have time to give you no direction. Let me ask you a question. This is a serious point blank question. In case this ever happens, I want to know the answer. Maybe you can help me. Maybe you can't. We're not in an occasion. We're in a swing. Well, some people. Yeah, I'm not. No, good. I'm glad you're not. Uh, You know, guys I know used to run trains or would uh, be in front and back of a girl. To me, that was always too gay. But some guys I knew that were masculine. As long as there's coochie in the room, it could be 90 dudes. Doesn't matter. As long as there's some coochie in there, and that's what we focus on. First of all, my back got to be to the wall because I don't want you looking at my booty. Especially if there's a white dude in there because they like that 16 year old booty. Like that, it's like, oh, she has a butt like a sixteen-year-old boy, and like, no, yeah, no, no ten-year-old. Yeah, the the, the expression is many. My shout to my friend Bruce Vaughn used to say all the time, she got an ass like a ten-year-old boy. And see me, I heard I many like, white guys say that. I like I really half an apple ass, where it look like you got a apple and you chop it in top like this. It's like two humps up here, two little humps at the bottom. Cause it look funny right there, but when it bend over, it give you that ass like pinky, but you can still drive to it, and you have to, you can get to it without being smothered. 
I never heard. I, I never heard an apple describe that. Yeah, but see, I'm different. I'm yeah. Charlie's this, different. This is corn. Yeah. It sounds like you might have cut a hole in the middle of the apple at some point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this question: If I'm swinging and hey, I'm doing my best, but this guy took a little bit more Viagra than me, or whatever, or he's got his mind right, he's meditated, he's lasting longer than me. Me and his wife finish, meaning I'm done. Because when I'm done, we're you done. You probably I'm shot done. off fat. Well, even if, hey, well, shout, he shot off shout to Buford and the local rapper. This yeah. happened to them. But this, I don't want to get caught in this situation. That's I want to know. Yeah. Do I go get myself a sandwich? Mm-hmm. Is that selfish? Should I bring back waters for the other couple who's still working on finishing? Should I go like order food and prepare shit to be ready when they're done? Or should I be like, I, mean, I know the right answer right, is not right. like, hey guys, I'm done. Fucking cut that shit out. Right. But then the white part of me wants to say that. But what should I do? Here's this. I don't really know what happened with that situation. Are you I more did. threesome or are you I, more I, swinger? Because that heard, makes a difference. I heard about this. It, oh, that Charlie, other situation. Let's Charlie, not deal with that. Me, I don't want to disparage any Me personally. I'm with the shits. As long as it's fair exchange, no robbery, I'm with the shits. Uh, so what would you do? Go play uh, a video me, game? No, roll no. A blunt, me personally, first of all, I didn't abuse myself as a youngster. So after I bust a flat tire, I could change my tire and get back on Oh, you road. take a little break and go again? I don't need a break. At 45, 48, why whatever? Why do I need a break? Uh, man, one or two a day. I'm good for a couple of days. Oh, man. I used to masturbate for three times a day. You know used I mean? to, yeah, yeah, used to. When I was twenty, I bust seven. Yeah, but day. see, I'm the king of slap. Now I don't have time for that. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? So yeah, I'm yeah. backed up. I'm just like you know. But uh, <laughs> me personally, I would if it's still jumping off in there. Shit, everybody start off soggy. At the uh, shop chores, get back in there. Shit, clean okay. shit off. I, jump I like your advice. Right, don't shit. be a quitter. Get Keep this motherfucker it. up. Try and try shit. Get this right, motherfucker up. At the same time. If you can't get that up, you've just realized, you've just realized, sir, that this is not the business for you. Maybe you so. Know what I'm yeah. yeah I can get it up, but like I need 20, 30 minutes. Usually uh, peeing, eating something, and smoking a little bit helps. Yeah, smoking see, gets my mind back right. See, me, just the aura of it all, because first of Maybe all, so. right, just the aura of it all. And if you're not, if you're doing it for yourself, it's different. But if you're just doing it, I mean, it's just sex, first of all. Yeah. Unless you're hearing that jungle music. Once you're hearing that jungle music, it's different. <laughs> I don't know that. I, I know? think I might have yeah, never yeah. heard that jungle Yeah, you made a kid. You have. So, oh, okay. You know, so, one uh, shot. Just for the record, uh, she was riding on top. One shot. One trot. Bang. Right. Straight up like a rocket. That's Got it done. Right. And a boy. Right. And like, and a boy. Hit the little thing. Fuck like, whatever y'all talking about. You can't do it in that position. Hey, you done. Know Did about? it. Rocket <laughs> shot. Bow. See, that may not be good but for multiples, but that first one or two is going to be a multiple. See, me, uh, I never really had that issue. I feel for people who, you know, I get it. You know, and some everybody has a bad day, you know, but far as, you know, their, <laughs> far as. And their, what I tell people is a nice young lady will let you try again if you have a bad well, day. Well, most of all, most thing is if you've pleased her and. Yeah, I please first. Uh, she should be ready to give you anything anyway. And if you're into it, if you want to go another round, the thing is, if you do, you want to go another round, or are you just I'm just a one and done type of dude? I'm out. Uh, you have to that you have to figure that out. Me, uh, it's like cooking, and it kind of you got like if the if the noodles if the potatoes take longer than the noodles, then you start yeah, the noodles right, first, right? And see me usually, uh, I'm or cool. the potatoes first. I guess usually, uh, I'm cool, you know. And shit, I, I haven't had that issue. Um, God bless. Good for you. Yeah, but even it's probably if I, all that extra oxygen. No, even if I, yeah, probably so.
I'm back rolling. Time talking to Charlie Goo. It's definitely been a different mission uh, talking to you, Goo. Let's get back to this poverty stricken now. All these years of uh, putting in the king of slap, we got to talk about that too. Um, The poverty stricken, it seems like your magnum opus. It seems like this is your project that is going to sum up your rap career. Is that a is that a statement that rings true to you? Is that Um, have you dropped a full length album before? Full length album, no. So this is this is chances that you could put this much work into another one. I don't know, but this seems to me like your 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 prominent work. This is going to speak about Charlie Goo as an artist. Well, a lot of people don't really know me. They know me in different ways, from uh, you know uh, the streets, uh, car audio, from studios. Uh, just being a cool ass dude. Instagram, you're very, you're very, uh, you're very, yeah, very aware, and very on Instagram. You know, you're there uh, when I wake up. Uh, a lot of people don't really know me like that, you know. And uh, poverty stricken is actually like a meet Charlie Goo. It's like a small book of meeting me. I think it's what everybody's first album, first big uh, project should be. I think it's appropriate for me. I mean, I actually had this done for a minute. You know, what I mean. Uh, but I felt like it was going to be my last body of work, you know, because rap is the only thing that has an age limit on it, supposedly. Um, but I also want to get out of my nephews in them way. Uh, I want to find gotcha. the next step. Um, but it's not my last body of work. Okay. Uh, I have something already working on Good. right now. Uh, yeah, That's good so, to hear. As a fan uh, of your music, I, I don't want it to be your last body of work. Oh, yeah, I got something else. I am excited for it, though, because I think it will... Uh, I think it will... Uh, Capture your career, uh, and I hey the song <clears throat> with hard times of Bobby Boucher oh, yeah. and uh, wide open your your single um, are a great introduction to you. I think that's a great opening, two great opening statements. I think uh, hard times was the, the the song of the city or the song of the times in March this year. Yeah. Uh, the, the video definitely uh, captured what was going on in Phoenix and across the country. Yeah, it really did. Uh, you know, I'll put my life on that every verse. You know, one thing I'm not going to do to you because you're not the police. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm not glad. I'm in a white guy. I would, I'm, I'm not working with people. People tell on themselves. You know, people tell on themselves. Uh, that's their business. Uh, me, I'm never going to sugarcoat nothing. If it's bad with me, it's bad. You know, if, if, if it's good, it's good. Um, there's no smoking mirrors here with me. Uh, don't get me wrong, I do get the aspect of the business and everything, um, but I'm never going to lie to you. You know what I mean? Uh, my wife is the only person I'm worried about. <laughs> That's it. You know, I mean? the only person I have to report to is her. I understand. You know, the only person I'm worried about looking bad in front of is my wife and my kids. Everybody else, I don't give a fuck about none of that. You know what I mean? So, um, at the same time, we're living in a time where people are just on drugs. Everybody's, I mean, you. my favorite MC is Rio and Mike. You know, they're, all they do is talk about Percocets, watch them in their interviews, they're, they're scratching. Uh, the homie Yoke just posted a video the other day of the foilers out there in front of a fucking store. Right, I saw that. Up, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So just crack on uh, just, just a quick hit of crack. It's man. just, you know, we're living in a time where it's in front of us. Um, I want to be the face of uh, somebody telling the truth. It's not about diamonds. It's it's not about you know. Well, it's my fucking business to get money. I'm never gonna be that type of suck. So you know, but uh, it's not about doing all these drugs and people forget that these kids are listening. 
Um, everything we talk about in Sun Shady started it off with the Viking and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He definitely so, is responsible for right. the pill the push in hip hop. Right. You know, so it, I didn't even know the names of some of those drugs. Me either. I never heard of Adderall and Vicodin. And, and it was shit. definitely a time when that was a white guy thing. And now, it now just depends it depends on where the to, media was at. Now it's at everybody. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't. Hey, I, I, I was, I hung out with black men that wouldn't hit a bong because it reminded them of a crack pipe. They were definitely not fucking with pills. That's Charlie. You know, <laughs> pills was a thing that, uh, you know, uh, and not, you know, uh, through ecstasy, through yeah. um, Molly, some of us came through other drugs. Yeah. Some of us got used to taking pills. I'm, not, I've never That's really been a pill guy. Yeah. I've had people offer me pills and they were very vulnerable times in my life and I felt like uh I felt like they might have been trying to take advantage of me by offering me pills. It probably was. It probably and, uh, not that I'm that sexy and uh I've never been in the gay it's, lifestyle, but you know, it. every now and then you attract a gay fella. It happens. It, it, it happens. I think he tried to roofie me, but he didn't sneak it. He offered me because he, he Hey, you wanna take it? Yeah, he's like, Hey, this will make you feel better. Hey, I was like, this will loosen you up. <laughs> I was just like you, much like you were scared of the bong, I was scared of the pills. So it's yeah, something like because really uh, I'm already skinny. I'm only weight one sixty five. Mm-hmm. You know, me doing this in the darkness, motherfucker, walk up, think I'm here. We will yoga will take your picture and post it on the yeah, internet. So yeah, you definitely yeah. don't want to do it anywhere around yoga. Yeah, school. fuck that. I'm about three point five. Just give me an A. You know? um, what got <laughs> what got you? You know, there was a time when we all loved huge car systems, evident by. The Booming System, LL yeah. Cool J, evident by so many rap songs yeah. and lyrics Master that talk Ace. about, yeah. talk about that, yeah, yeah, Master Ace. Yeah. Um, I think, I think maybe that is <clears throat> it is slowed down a little bit. Um, but when did you when did you get into being the king of slap? When did you get into putting car stereos in the car? I my brother taught me how to put in a car stereo. Right. I've uh, many vehicles. I've put amps and changed, done it at home myself. But you took it from there and made it into a real business. How did how did that happen? I actually started stealing them when I was younger. And uh very feed honest. myself. Oh, yeah, feed myself. Okay. Uh, and when I moved out here, I happened to be riding in my car with no registration no nothing. And I passed Central Central Car Sounds and I pulled in there. Always uh tinkered with car audio at my brothers, you know what I mean? But uh when I moved out here when I passed Pot Era, I would hang out up there because um, he would only let me clean up at the time. But then I knew more than what them guys knew. Like mm-hmm. they didn't know how to do alarms. They didn't know how to build boxes. Already. They didn't know. Oh, right. So I was off because I would read a lot. A lot of people think that I went to school for it, but I was self-taught. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I knew how to do a lot of stuff. I knew about Ohm's Law. So a lot of the problems that they were having down there was all because of Ohm's Law. People were getting the Ohm's wrong. They ran the app at one Ohm instead of it's a four Ohm app at the time. Right. You know, so I would fix a lot of fuck ups. And then it became the, hey man, I want that dude to work on my car. And I would bust out like 10 to 13 cars a day while they stuck on two and three. I would leave in the 90s probably about 800 bucks a day. So just on commission. You know, so it's always been my thing. But then when my wife went to prison, um, I realized I had to be at home. Uh, and your kids at the time. Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't have, a, even if I had a grandmother or a grandfather to drop my kids off, I can't, you know. Uh, so I had to be at home. So I started out as a affordable car audio when I started taking it uh, serious. And then my neighbor passed away. So that's when I got the shop. 
And uh, for a year, I named it Chester's Car Audio in memory of my neighbor. Uh, but Kenza slapped me and my homie Bo was sitting there talking because I said, hey, bro, it's time to change the name back. It's over the year. Uh, and he was like, man, we're going to do it. I said, man, I don't want to go with affordable car audio. I just don't like it. And we sat back and he was like, doesn't sound, doesn't sound And this dude came in and was like, hey, man, this motherfucker slapped me. And I was like, hey, bro, we the kings of that. And there we are. So Kenza right. slapped me. And me, um, I have to be at home every day. I have to make it home. Um, and I can't fuck with them streets. I ain't tried it from selling pussy. I pimp bitches. I sold dope, sold weed. I've, I've done it. You know what I mean? Um, it never worked out for me. You know what I mean? But well, God bless. This, right? You feel Success me? kills more and, people as much right. as failure. And with me, this Kings of Slap shit is taking me to where um, I fuck with all sides, whether blood, crip. You know, no matter, I want gay money, straight money. I want all the money, so I don't care. You know, and then this is the only thing that I know. It, it's either, for this, it's either car audio or me telling you to get your ass down on the ground. I'm about to light you up, give me all the money, you know, because I don't know nothing else. Right. You know, this car audio know. seems incredibly easier than yeah. the first thing. You right. You feel me? Uh, especially with me, I've been having the same gun for about 15, 20 years. So... <laughs> You know, so I'm gonna shoot you and stay there. So, but it's car audio has always been my, yeah, I'm not running. Uh, car audio has always been my thing because uh, it's an experience that I sell. Well, I do. Um, I have a Lexus and they put uh, a fancy white guy, Mark Harmon, studio yeah, in there. Yeah. Why do why do white people think uh, having a nice stereo means no bass? Why do why? Why does Mark Harmon think that a fancy stereo bass is a because the bass is incredibly shitty in what yeah, is supposed to be is. an incredibly fancy system? And the guy, the guy was honest at the car factory, the car the place I went to in Richmond was honest. He said, you know, you got a high end system, yeah, and they just don't value bass. bass they don't. So in one in one term, I want to rip all that shit out of there on principle alone because <laughs> fuck Mark Harmon. But then again, the shit looks pretty, and I like having the original shit in there. You know, I get like that. But why is it why is it considered high end to not have? Why is bass vilified? It seems like uh, the thing about it is, first of all, bass is violent. Um, where there's yeah. the presence of bass, there's also real bass. There's destruction, <laughs> especially if I'm around. a history of it. I, think, um, I guess war drums and uh, uh, all kinds of sounds is related. That, most uh, Harman card systems and Bose included, they're audiophile systems. So they're made for acoustic songs, you mm-hmm. know, bluegrass, certain kinds roll, of music that makes you know, sense. Rock and roll and it's thuds and thumps, you know, and for us now we have bass uh, restorations, you know, epicenters and stuff to bring bass into those songs. But it's not so much vilified, it's just their music doesn't hit on that level. They don't need that for a guy sitting there, Kenny Loggins with an acoustic guitar, you know, so they don't really need it. Um, Whereas if people in the inner city or uh, anybody that's around black folks or up on technology or up on the This is a record. My stereo and the music I played, I played it loud enough so if I was riding by, you can hear it. And it was my calling card. When I was, when I started driving 16 all the way up until 25 or 30, it lets you know who I was as a person right. when I was playing a certain yeah. kind of music at a, in a certain kind of way. Now, right. my first stereo was a Pioneer house speaker sitting yeah. in the back seat. Ooh, you know, yeah. I've been through all the... I've been, I had a Fisher. Yeah. The only thing I haven't done is, like, gave somebody five ten thousand $10,000 and told them to make it 
the oh, bad. I've done all the other exactly. bullshit. I've never done the like. This is the right way to do it. I own a stereo shop. I was taught don't get high on your own supply. Yeah, you know. So I'm not gonna spend all that either. Either no. Um, I got a lot of beat in my car. You know, my app runs about a thousand bucks. Um, my subs run about four fifty a piece. They're all majestic. The majestic elite shit, but uh, I'm in a stereo shop. That's right. it. It's, it's my work vehicle. And not only um, that, yeah, it's a representation of your yeah, time. It's, it's promotion. Plus, I'm married. I'm trying to be deaf by the time it's 27 years. Right. It does help. Shit, she say. When um, she gets to talking, are you allowed to just turn? Yeah, up? especially when you, you get this she, fucked up and then, then I want to have it sound like a Charlie Brown teacher. No, just one last issue before we get out of here. This is been one of my most entertaining and probably uh, Yo will admit different uh, interviews that I've had um, there is one issue uh, that needs to be addressed I don't know what you said it was brought to my attention that you had made some comments about respect the underground in some form yes. or fashion yep. and here is the negotiator the mediator the uh, white con the king the Farrakhan of the Arizona uh, hip hop scene, if you will. I'm trying to bring people together. Yeah, I'm trying you're to straighten doing, you're out not these trying, little. You're doing. I'm straightening out, trying to straighten out these little inconsistencies you're and doing. misunderstandings, yeah. so that maybe you know. Because I'm gonna tell you why I do it before you give your answer. When I see events like the AZMT Music Awards, right, and there's thirty or forty great acts there, and let's say pre-COVID when we were going to events, right, or when right. I speak, or when I see. The Respect the Underground Festival that's for the whole city and encompassing hip-hop and everything Arizona. I often wonder, why aren't the people I know aren't here, aren't here? Um, in my mind, I would love to see an event where Filet Inkyo, Charlie Goo, Yo Westwood, Kid K, Justice and John Blaze, uh, The Block. You know, I feel like there's so much going on in the city. There's so much talent. And there's just, and I'm not saying everybody has to get along or work together, right. but I just feel like there's wild little unresolved shit that gets yeah. in between people. So that's why I bring it up because in my mind, one day, even if it's just my party, and even if I have to pay the artist to be there, I would like to see an event with truly the best, what I consider to be the best in the city at one event, celebrating each other's hip hop. Glory, De La Prime, Joseph right. Bills, you know, these are the people I want to see at one event. And right now, I don't think it's able to happen. And I want no. to get to the root of it and fix it. But oh. saying that, that's why I do this, these uncomfortable moments. I love it. You you, you made, and you can start by saying more exactly what you said or what you were talking about. This is usually a heated conversation with me because a lot of people have some type of issue right. with either Respect the Underground, right. John Blaze, or Justice. And so... Maybe I can resolve it. Maybe I can't. I think your issue's already been resolved, but I'm just trying to yeah. get to the bottom of these things. Um, with me, uh, I've never had an open problem with Justice nor John Blaze. Um, never. Uh, I was on the last hip-hop festival. Um, even when I tried to back out of it, Justice, you know, he was like, nope, you're not. No, you're on this motherfucker. I don't care what I got to do. Uh, I rock with Justice. Um, I did make a live video just recently that said <laughs> I said some shit that I shouldn't have said because I started off saying things like, you know, what it was for me is that the hip hop festival this year, I'm like, dude, it's COVID. Like, you're going to really bring some motherfuckers together, social distance in my ass. You know, it's going right. to, 
for my artist, for my team, I didn't feel it because my team was inquiring about it. Mm. And for my team, uh, uh, this is my right. family. You just made a decision not yeah, to be For my team, I felt, I didn't tell them not to. I just, for my team, I felt it was a bad decision. Um, money-wise, lucratively. Okay. Uh, when okay. you can spend that same amount of money on promo. But see, here's my issue. I should have said that to myself. I mean, to my team. And I should have talked to Justice about that period. I made a live video about it. And, you know, you know, DJ, oh, that's my homegirl. You know, she hit me. She was like, go, you was wrong. You know, you shouldn't have did that. And you know what? I went back because at first I was saying, you know, how I fuck with Justice. And then I, I, I caught a part where I did say, you know, it was, I felt it was fucked up. And so I was like, damn, I hit all back. I was like, you know what? Oh, you're right. I'm like, my bad. And I even left it on the post. I was like, you know what? You're fucking right. I was like, my bad. You know what I mean? It was in the morning. I have no excuses for So that. if you watched the video, it was in the comments. Uh, it, was it was all there to see. Yeah. That you, and you I went back on her post and, and I talked to her and we talked since then. And but see, with me, it's always been because, you know, Blaze did something that uh, me as an MC, I didn't respect. And I should have Let's talk that. about that because we I talked about talk, it off camera. Said, Let's talk yeah. about it. And me, I took that personally. Me, me, um, as. Has he ever addressed uh, it? No. Uh, to explain maybe why. Well, when I, said, I didn't know it was him that released the song. Right. I didn't know. Right. I just heard it. And then I had Playboy calling me. I mean, that was the second time. Well, uh, you know, I didn't know he had released the song, but I. Playboy. Turned, yeah, Playboy called you. Well, that was. I was going to say, he didn't. So th- that know, was the second time when Jay Slug got into it. Him and Jay Slug got okay. into it. But yeah. when when Blaze released that, I didn't know it was Blaze. And I made a statement on Facebook saying that whoever that DJ is needs his ass whooped. Right. Because that's how um, you felt. Yeah, I felt that way. It's understandable. At the same point. time, this is somebody that I respect. You know, my little brother, Young Spider, he been giving uh, him a chance and, you know, to fuck with him way back. And plus, my nephew, Trap House. A lot of people don't know Trap House is my nephew. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, they were real close. So I always respect, respected Blaze, but I didn't know it was him. And whether I knew it was him or not, I still felt the same way. You just laid a blanket statement out It was there. disrespectful. Like, how you gonna, I know it's hip-hop, but how you going to do this with an out-of-town dude? At least has somebody else that has rebuttals or something already. Or, uh, right. But me, but right. I don't have the right to say how to how to tell you how to run your podcast. That's true. I don't have that right. You know what I mean? So that's why. But I you are up. welcome to your opinion. But I took and, that and post down, and then I apologize. I've seen him since then. You know, and I apologize to him. You know, several every time I see him, I apologize to him because I felt fucked up about it. Right. You know, but our relationship hasn't been the same. It's right. been right. it's been scarred. You know what I mean? So it's tough. Um, and I, for me, I, I respect that. Once it um, gets to that point, it's at tough the for same me. right. At the same time, what you eat don't make me shit. That's right. You know, I've never, I've never needed anybody. You know, when I send you music, I send it because I love you too. So I'm not sending him shit else. You know what I mean? Because I know he's not gonna play it. I know as soon as you see Charlie Gooey, I'm like, oh, this shit ain't nothing. I got to do with the coldest. I send it with a different name just to see, just to test your theory. I'm cool, bro. I'm cool. I love them. You know, and I, I fuck with I, I fuck with your show. Uh, I, I fuck with anything RTU is doing. You know what I mean? Uh, but at the same time, I know it's, I know they don't like me. 
Wendy, you know, that's my well, you girl. Brought, you you know. brought it up. You know, as soon as I mentioned, I came I with know you, they don't care for I came now. with you the idea to do the on-site thing. Yeah. It's kind of a new feature. I'm trying and the first to thing I said, oh, yeah, I know Justice. The first thing you said was you, you kind of leaned into the thinking that yeah. somebody, you know, didn't want you in the studio. And I, I just I want right. you to know on record that, no, no, it just doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't get it either. Why is Jay-Z and Beyonce still going to work every day and they work over a billion dollars already? What the fuck is the problem? We fell for the trap, bro. We're buying smaller houses that we can't even grow, f- have cattle in, or have a a a, a garden in. You know, so we're we fell for the trap. We don't need lights. Take your ass to bed when it's dark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is we all fell for the trap. Oh, we need air conditioning. We need lights. It's just more simple. You need a new TV. You need a new phone. They're trying to give me an iPhone 12. I'm fine with my iPhone 8. You know yeah, what I mean? Shit's good. I don't even know what kind of phone I got. Like, it don't matter. It works. They all do the like, same shit. That's like, my shit makes phone calls. Like, I don't care. I've been recording just so you. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> all right, let's get back to where we were at then. So we're wrapping up. Um, yeah. I, I forgot where we were at. It doesn't matter. It's been a great talk here with Charlie Goo. Uh, artists from the Factory or Nothing Studios and Music Group. Uh, I know y'all got big things. Yo's got big things going. We'll wait till that announcement can be made. We're right. going to talk about that today. Right. I want to wrap up with you. It's been a great talk. I apologize uh, for it, for the length of time, but oh, I thank man. you for sitting down with me. It's so been very entertaining. I'm sure everybody's going to love it. Yeah. Poverty Stricken is coming still in January sometime, or maybe um, the first quarter, should we uh, say? Somewhere in the first quarter. First quarter, 2021, Poverty Stricken is yeah. the magnum opus, yeah. the main project, the first full-length project, yes. the one that describes his life. You know, you always get the most bang for your buck from an artist's first project, first out. and yeah. I think that's what we're yeah. getting from Charlie Good. Yeah, first out. Uh, I'll ask you the same question I asked everybody else. If you could snap your fingers and Thanos the world, change any one thing to your exact specifications. Uh, tomorrow, today, you can change the, whatever you want to change. One thing, what would Charlie Goo change? Nothing. Nothing? Not, not one thing at all. Because everything that happened is done for a reason. You know what I mean? And, I, and, and it's made me who I am today. And, and sitting here living, breathing, I'm fine. My family is healthy. My you have that kind of faith. I just want to highlight that that takes real faith. Like to me, when in, in the Christian faith, you're supposed to believe that God is in charge of everything. Right. His will reigns supreme right. and everything will be worked out in his time. So to me, that means that everything is perfect. Right. Just as it is yeah, right yeah. now. I don't want to change it. And anything. that's what you're highlighting. I mean, you've got a heavy weight of your of uh, of your son dealing with a fentanyl addiction, but it, somewhere in you, you know yeah, that good. that it's it, what for the best is going to happen, and and he's going to take care of that, and, and it's all for the best. I think it takes a lot without, of faith and courage to think that way, Charlie. Without dude. life, I mean, without downs, it would be no ups. I tell people you know when Jesus <laughs> when Jesus was on the cross, that was God's plan. His, his, bad, homie, his, his homies left him As there. bad as it looked for him, and as much as he could have changed it with the snap of the fingers, right. our faith teaches us, and my faith taught me, that, that he followed through with it because he believed in his heart it was God's plan. You know what it taught me? That people that you rock with and that you love and think revere you will watch you get nailed to a cross and leave you there. Um, it should have been enough for y'all to do something. But hey, just like the Africans didn't come get us when we got sold to the white man, I don't see no African ships coming to get us. But that's what it taught me. You right. got to have your own back. And that's right. between you and the creator. Right. It's not between you and your friends. You you can't expect your friend to give you more than what 
you would give yourself. Going along dialing. Because I have, on your own I have trust issues. I don't trust me. You know what I mean? So somebody say, hey, would you kill them for a million dollars? Hell no. Nah. But if you tell me that you're going to give me 13 million tax free, and I'm not going to go to hell for it, I just may. You know what I mean? So, so uh, me, I don't want to change nothing in my life. It's made me who I am. Uh, I'll be 48 January 3rd, minimum bullet wounds, no felonies. Um, my kids are all by my wife. Denzel teeth. Uh, yeah, nice teeth. My Den- breath don't stink. My Denzel feet teeth. don't stink. Um, more pair of tops, tens than most of my friends do. Shout out to my homie, Big Johnny Six. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Johnny Siggs, a fan you know of the saying? top ten. Man, His top ten that, that's videos. That's my guy. I rock with him. You know? Salute. I appreciate you shouting him out. One of my good friends back yeah, in Richmond, man. Virginia. Good dude. This has been the mission on site. A huge success. I want to say thanks first to Yogue Westwood for allowing us to be in his studio, Charlie Goo's home studio. I'd like to say thank you to John Bishop for doing the filming. The footage will be out tomorrow, if not today. Uh, big shout out to the Big Doobie. Please follow him at the Real yes, Big Doobie, sir. the Real Big Doobie. Charlie Goo, Charlie Irby on Facebook, Charlie Goo on Instagram. Uh, the new project is poverty stricken, and you won't find uh, a more thoughtful, a more thought provoking artist, and someone who his his lyrics really drip with his feelings and emotions. If you go back and listen to Bobby Boucher's Hard Times, if you listen to Wide Open. Wide Open makes me love my wife a little bit more. Yeah. That's how good that song is. Yeah, you man. know that song is about hip-hop, though. It's about hip-hop? It's well, not I, about see, a woman. But see, in my mind... I Never p- made a song for my wife. In my mind, I picture it about my wife. Yeah. Because that's what... But hip-hop, of course, was earlier. But anyway, I appreciate you telling me that. Thank you. <laughs> you don't... It, hey, Wide Open... These songs, the way he expresses himself... It doesn't get more authentic than Charlie Goo. So please be on the lookout for Poverty Stricken yeah. uh, coming in the first quarter of 2021. The mission will be back in Respect Underground Icon, HK Studios next week with uh, great guests and uh, Timberwolf Bleeds next week. We'll be on site again in the future when I can work out another great location. Thank you to everybody that watched. This has been Charlie Goo, Swear 36, The Mission. We're out. Peace. Peace. Yeah. All right. Good. Granddad, Big Butch the Lesbian, Walter Cronwright, Dan Rather, Smoke Weed, Dirty Harry, Lee X the Theater. That's me, you know. And every week, 
Right here from the beautiful Icon Radio, Respect the Underground Worldwide Radio Studios, we bring you the mission. Now, our mission is to talk to artists and get to the root and to the seed and soil of their purpose, their mission. That's what our mission is. And that's what we do here every day. 